We are doing badly today. I'm doing fine. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> you spent our segment about Batgirl talking about Batman. <laughs> Hello and welcome to An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies, the podcast that quite often takes about 7,000 years for the stories to get started. I am your host, Sean Ferrick, and joining me, as always, is the man who's got a personality as strong as vibranium until you tickle him in the armpit and he becomes as weak as Ikea's fall collection. It's Ian Whittington. Ha 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 ha. Ha ha ha. Which is a lot more than I laughed when I saw that joke in the movie, because... It was in the trailer. I've seen that joke seven times. So yeah, when you see it in no. the film, it just falls. And you know what? I laughed in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, exactly. Hey, that's good. Yeah. Oh, okay. nice. I see what yeah. you did there. What you did there. I see it. Uh, how are you? I'm good. I'm all right. We're, we're, I'm we're... sorry. Have you been possessed by the spirit of Scooby? <laughs> oh. <Uh-oh. laughs> No, I'm just looking at a big picture of Jeff Goldblum, and it really confused me because he looked very intimidating, and I'm not used to Jeff Goldblum looking intimidating. So Jeff Goldblum yeah. intimidating? Oh my god, Jeff Goldblum angry. Something's gone wrong with the world. Yeah, can you imagine that? Imagine if he did like a, I don't know, like if he was in The Revenant or something, and was just moody and fighting a bear. I want to see him, do- or Taken. Jeff Goldblum's Taken is what I want to see. Uh, 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 listen, I have a very uh, particular set of skills, which uh, make me a nightmare for for people like you. <gasps> oh my God, it's you! The problem is when you when you took my daughter, you were you were too busy wondering if you could. Someone wonder if you should. <laughs> there, uh, there it is. <laughs> well, there's nothing in the news that's going to beat that. Uh, no, all right. Let's 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 go to the absolutely crappy news compared to this. In the news. News team, assemble! I have a couple of bits because uh, a couple of bits out of the gate. Uh, Leslie Grace, uh, the first picture of her in the Batgirl costume is. Oh, I um, saw that. Yeah, annoying men online are giving out about the fact that she doesn't have size seventy four Z breasts <laughs> in it. Yeah, and you um, can't see them visibly. Which is just <laughs> shut up. Are we not past this at this no, point? We never will be. Never, yeah. never, never. So um, anyway, I think she looks amazing. Yeah, looks great. It doesn't do much for me in terms of imagination. Oh my god, you're one of them! Yeah, I am one of them. But no, that's not the reason I don't like it. I just think it's a little bit bland. Like, it's... I'm not expecting, like, vibrant colours or anything. It looks great, but it. I kind of... When I see a costume reveal, I'm... I don't know, I'm spoiled by, like, Superman and Batman, when I'm just like, give me the costumes! Do you know what I'm laughing, actually? Uh, Because if you think of... So it's been five seconds, so The Dark Knight Rises. Okay? (laughs) But think about, obviously, all the shots of Batman, let's say Dark Knight, because that's when this costume came into being. So in the Dark Knight, mm-hmm. it's always pretty much at night, except like there's such these cool shots of him in the really yeah. blue of like dawn or, mm. or twilight. And then you have that shot in broad daylight when he's yeah. fighting Bane. And he doesn't look bad, but because we know in our heads how great the costume looks yeah. and it always kind of fits on top of it. I wonder if the first time we had seen Christian Bale in the costume was him in pure daylight would have been like, oh, 
in the same way that this, the first images that I remember seeing of Robert Pattinson in the mm-hmm. costume, it's a daylight shot and he's standing beside the bike. And I remember kind of going like, ha, looks fine. Because we haven't seen it with all of the mm. effects, with all of the, the context. Oh, sure. So I'm kind of thinking, what's it going to look like on film? Mm-hmm. I as think, opposed no, I think to- you, yeah, that's probably a good point. Um, I, I've always been disappointed by the, the, the what do you call it? The Christian Bale Batman suit. Because it's basically tactical armor with points on the ears. Like, there's not a huge amount of Batman to it. Which makes sense because it was gritty, realism, blah, blah, blah. Um, I loved the Batflex suit. Because I was like, yeah, this is oh, like, yeah, this yeah, is that like was... the animated Batman, but ripped. <laughs> this is like pure, oh, this is Dark Knight Returns. Oh, Frank Miller is having fun yeah, right now is. with mm-hmm. it, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, um, news about Batgirl, and we talk about Batwoman, Bat, Bat shit, Batman. Well, at least your brain tried to bring us to Batwoman. Yeah, exactly. You know? Man, I wish they just, I wish they would make that commitment and just Batwoman. I know that, I think there is a Batwoman, but. There is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a series on CW. But there's um, not a Bat Boy. No, the CW series is Batgirl as well. Oh, you're right. I th- but Cassandra Cain does become Batwoman. Are I you th- sure it's Batgirl? Oh, shit. I'm now not sure. Hang on a minute. Fact check. Uh, uh, CW Batwoman. Bat- I apologise. Wo- oh, is yeah, okay. Yeah. No, I didn't, I didn't know enough to jump on and go, no, you're wrong. No, so, you're absolutely okay. right. That's who was initially your lady, Ruby, what's her face? Um, Ruby Rose. Ruby Rose, and, and then got replaced by, is it, uh, no, hang on, oh god. Uh, Javicia Leslie. Thank you, we we are doing badly today, badly. I'm doing fine. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> you spent our segment about Batgirl talking about Batman. <laughs> well. This is a man's world. Um, I'll tell you what, rather than try and salvage, next bit of news. Next bit of news, um, go for it. Scream is doing quietly well at the box office. Um, it's at $30 million. It cost about 24. So it has, it has a while to go before it can be called a success. But I think uh, reviews are going well. It's I've seen people place it all over the shop when it comes mm-hmm. to rankings. Um, it's there's, there's no danger of knocking Screams 2 or 1 off the top two spots. But I think people are generally putting it above Scream 4, which is above Scream 3. It is. I've seen it. It is 100%, without a doubt, categorically better than Scream 4. Not even... Okay. They are in different franchises. Um, I haven't seen Scream 1 or 2, so I can't comment on that. Ever? And do you not know this about me? How have... Jesus, what? This is This is now the third show where this has become a revelation. Yeah, I've never sk- seen Scream 1 or 2. I had to watch Scream 4 for sinning purposes, Um and, like, when my boss gave me Scream 4 and I told him, he was like, I'm so sorry. I probably wouldn't have done that because he was like, do you have time to watch the prequels? I was like, no, I'm just going to go in blind. <laughs> so I have done a critical analysis of Scream 4 without having watched Scream 1, 2, or 3. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your silence sorry. is great for a podcast, for by the, the way. purpose of listeners, this is horrified <laughs> silence. I cannot... Oh, yeah. Ian, that's... I've seen Scream 4 know, and 5. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. I'm not happy. <laughs> you and the rest you of the sh- world. You should have told me that when we were doing our Halloween series. Because mm-hmm. we should have put Scream on that. If I'd oh, known you hadn't seen Scream, yeah. we would have Sorry. put it on it. We'll, we'll, um, we'll do it. I am going to watch them. I kind of feel I think I'm obligated an- I'm to I'm annoyed now. at you for taking that assignment. I mean, you should have. Uh, no, oh, Joe, I did a great okay. job. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm sure you did. No, don't worry. I'm sure you did. But, um, okay, so everyone else who's screaming at this podcast right yeah, now sorry. is... 
Um, oh, God, I, I don't have time in the news segment to get into why mm-hmm. you're such an arsehole right oh, now. Oh, no, I know, I know. Um, but my well, I, I do okay. have a, a colleague that really, really likes, loves the Scream franchise, and he's put this at number two. Um, like, one is okay. obviously the best, but this is equal to Scream 2. Oh, okay, because I am not entirely sure I would put one at the top. I might two. Oh, you're definitely wrong. Two might take the top. I know How en- would you know? I know enough about Scream that Scream 1 is the best. <laughs> I uh, no no I'm sorry I'm I'm sorry but once you see the films I will then take your recommendation. We'll do it. I wish we didn't have to wait until October to do this but hey. Um I have a quick bit of news um which is this is I promised my parents we wouldn't talk about Matrix anymore but um, Matrix Resurrections has done so bad at the box office there's almost oh. 0% chance of um, of a of a fifth one. Um, oh really? I actually hadn't seen the number. Do you know what are the numbers um, at the moment? Yeah, it's pretty abysmal. Um, and I think that comes from the like the word of mouth because um, that can really really make. Um, <clears throat> well, that can make your make second weekend, can't it? What second, third, fourth weekend? The drop off for this was insane. So um, it's earned 125 million dollars worldwide. That's that would be nothing. bad if it was just America, let alone worldwide. Um, oh, no, it needed to do at least three hundred million more yeah. to get close to revolutions. Yeah, yeah I'm just, just looking at it now. Died. Budget one ninety, box office one forty. That's that's dead. That franchise yeah. is now dead. Just word of mouth. Word of mouth. If uh, people had come out and said, "You need to see this. It's the best." Like I, I expect Scream, the new Scream, to do really well over the next few weeks because mm. the word of mouth is. So it's really the word of mouth is really really good. Like for example, I will be uh, as soon as I get a couple of hours, I will be going to see this in the cinema. I want yeah. to. I like the Scream franchise enough that you know three is abysmal. Believe me, you can skip three if you want to. Uh, but four, I most certainly did not hate four. I like what they tried to do. Um, I I appreciate it was the you know it was the the whole reboot era. And that is, in fairness, that's what Scream always did. Each of the films is about a kind of a, a movement in mm-hmm. cinema. Now, and arguably, Scream 3 is the worst because it, it isn't really. Yeah. Scream 4 Do you know Scream what I mean? and Scream 5 does the same thing. It takes a concept I, and runs with it. It's really good. Okay. Really, really good. Cool. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I have one tiny little, <clears throat> little bit of news. So for film buffs out there, I just told Ian this just before he came on the podcast. Uh, the Godfather is about to turn 50, which is insane but for the 50th anniversary they are doing a special cinema release for one night only february 25th uh it's the 4k restoration um i thoroughly recommend like if you get a chance it is there's a reason it's called one of the greatest films of all time like it is just that good um so that's coming out on the 25th of february and then they're doing 4th of march godfather 2 and the 11th of march godfather 3 cinema release Slice of cinema history. Go do it. Yeah, I want to do it. I've this would be great because I've never seen The Godfather, so this might be the first time that I see it. I'm less angry that you've not seen The Godfather (laughs) over because Scream is our generation. Is it heck? Excuse me. Yes, it is. 1998 or six or six. Fuck you. You were eight years old. You were six. Yeah, neither of us were seeing this shit. Um. Well, actually, when did I say? I definitely saw it in the 90s. No, Joe, I saw Scream 2 first, which is potentially yeah, why I think it's the best. Yeah, doesn't that make sense? I saw Back to the Future 3 first. That's why it's... I can't finish that sentence. Uh, that's true. Yeah, it's not. Right, to the recommends. Woo! 
I just have um, one this week, and it is um, Unforgivable, which is a cautious recommend from me. Sorry, unforgivable. The What's... unforgivable. If you if you type in unforgivable, okay. it will take you to a film from the seventies. The unforgivable. I was thinking, okay, yeah. The unforgivable is um, Alex. Whoa, that was weird. Alexandra, Alex Sandra Bullock, um, as she's formerly known, <laughs> Sandra Bullock. Well, then, in which case, okay, I now know which film you're talking uh-huh. about. Okay, go for it. Yep. So yeah, um, Sandra Bullock in a really moody. Um, measured and muted role um, with Vincent D'Onofrio, um, Viola Davis and some other people you probably haven't heard of. Um, but the, the premise is that she um, has been in prison for 20 years for a crime and as she is released she wants to reunite with her younger sister who she looked after from a young age um, and but get some sort of custody or visitation rights for her. Um, and there are okay. reasons why an ex-convict would struggle to do that. Um, that is, yep. And there is a, a whodunit, murder mystery, revenge plot going all the way through. It's bonkers. Sandra Bullock loses her bananas in this film. Um, you've never, ever, ever, ever seen her like this. She's not Miss Congeniality. She's, they do the classic thing of not putting makeup on her to make it look like she's run down, which is... I've seen, like, I've seen images yeah, from it, yeah. Frustrating, because... But yeah, there we go. They, they do a great job of making it look like she's been in prison for 20 years. Um, but yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio's great in it. It's a really muted performance from him him as well. Um, and yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, just with the caveat of it is not a barrel of laughs. It is a captivating story that will keep you... It kept me in my seat. It kept me hooked into it. I didn't find myself reaching for my phone. Um, and just watching Sandra Bullock, whatever she does is great. She's brilliant. So I really like her. <clears throat> I love yeah. her to bits. So it's I'm trying to think the closest. You know, uh, you remember Prisoners? Um, Jake yes. Gyllenhaal and was it Jake Gyllenhaal? Hugh Jake Jackman. Gyllenhaal, Hugh Jackman, uh, directed by the wonderful Denis Villeneuve. Yes, Denis Villeneuve. So not as long as that, not as epic, but that kind of mood. You're not going to be reaching for the sky in. <laughs> anytime soon but it is just what's going to happen next yeah really liked it really enjoyed it it came out last year it's available on netflix and nobody is talking about it all right well then thank you for that recommend i will check that out i do not have any recommends this week because i have no time so (laughs) let us go straight into you ian you get all of the time Exactly, you with all of your movie watching. Uh, I so I, you know, I watched Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock since we were talking last. <laughs> I, if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's a good film. Recommend. It's great. Yeah. 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 Um. All right. Let's get into the main episode. Come for the whales. Stay for the nuclear vessels. <laughs> oh that's shit! The, it's the voyage home. No. Oh, Sean, take my sci-fi card away from me. I'm. I'm gonna. Ha- I'm taking your XL Voyager. No! I am no! taking. I think I'll take your Iron Man helmet as no! well, just to keep us on brand with today's episode. Nice. Boom. Um. So let's do it. Let's talk Eternals. Right. The Eternals. Um. So the Eternals is a two and a half hour epic that feels um, four and a half hour. No, I'm not going to be negative the whole way through. Don't don't be negative. Be honest, but don't be yes. negative. Oh, I mean, sorry, if you want to be negative, if if being honest means being negative, mm-hmm. then by all means. Be negative. Yeah, uh, Ensemble cast, directed by Chloe Zhao, uh, came out the, the... Oh, no, we're in 2020 now. It came out last year mm-hmm. after a bunch of delays because of COVID. And it did pretty well. It got it got mixed res- it got mixed reviews basically all of the technical bits got praised yes uh, the pacing got criticized and 
the a lot of the character development because mm-hmm. because it's an ensemble cast and because everyone kind of gets <clears throat> a bit to do, mm-hmm. but that then means no one gets enough to yeah, do. No one gets a lot to do. It's the most beautiful, boring film that I've ever seen. <laughs> I didn't find it boring, but I know what you mean. Yeah, pacing. Uh, yeah. There's enough in there to be entertaining, but the pacing is all over. I need to watch it again, but I am so hesitant to to chuck another two and a half hours at this. Um, there's it's lots just- of reasons for that, but let's let's do the synopsis first. Uh, synopsis. Okay, so uh, over the course of 7,000 years, these Eternals have been quietly influencing human development they are sent to earth by the celestials which are quite big and <laughs> on, a, on a um, celestial level perhaps oh yes they are and their main task is protect earth from the deviants which are monstrous creatures who are not very nice uh flash forward to modern day uh, there is a lot of flashback and you see bits of what happens over history you get uh, a bit of time at babylon which i thought was yeah beautiful. Actually cool. i liked that that was really fun um and then I oh I can never pronounce the name of this correctly. Is it Tenochtitlan? Uh, You're the not main, getting any help from me. The main city of I think the Aztec Empire. The the English ignorant person that would have renamed Spanish. It. No, I'm oh, English. Sorry, my bad, my bad. <laughs> the, sorry, the I thought I thought you were saying the English settlers. It's like no, no. For once, for yes, once, it wasn't. But that's them. exactly my point. The English person that would have Englishized it to Sandy Place. Like <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Oh yeah. Anyway, that's 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 that we're doing really beautiful. well. Um so starring uh starring Gemma Chan, Richard Madden, uh it is an ensemble cast. They would be your main two. Um although he gets a starring credit, um oh god, the fact that he's <coughs> not in it very Kit much Harrington? goes straight out of my head. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah. I knew where you, I knew exactly no. where you were going with that because this was a his scenes were basically a post credit scene. All oh, of his scenes in the movie were yeah. to set him up for whatever happens in the future. You wouldn't have noticed his character only for the fact it was Kit Harrington. Correct, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then mm-hmm. we have Kumail Nanjiani. <laughs> Quite funnily, in this film, he actually does know nothing. <laughs> well, that's actually true. That is 100% complete. Uh, complete? Yeah, well, it is complete. <laughs> it is complete, yep. Oh, dear. I should have had these written down. I wrote down the character names. I didn't write down the address. We also Kumail uh, Kumail Nanjiani, who's wasted. We have uh, Salma Hayek, who I thought was so, thank great. You. Angelina yeah, Jolie, and she was used really well. Yeah, actually, I totally yeah. agree. She was my favorite. Um, one of my favorite parts, to be honest. Angelina Jolie, mm-hmm. great, not used enough, but I understand Agreed. why. But I just yeah. think, man, if you cast Angelina Jolie, don't put her in a coma for most of it. Uh, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leah McHugh as Sprite Brian Tyree Henry as Fastos Lauren Ridloff as Macari the first deaf superhero in the MCU canon yeah, love it. Uh, Barry Keoghan as Druig Don Lee as Gilgamesh who I loved not in it nearly enough but I loved he was my favourite uh, character Har- he's such a laugh he's great Joe, you know, it's between him <clears throat> and Harish Patel as Karun Kingo's human valet I mean he really Really stood the chance of being my favorite character what, in this the film. The photographer? No, the va- no. Well, you know the valley. Like, it's just like it's the delivery of the lines. Well, the guy taking all the videos and whatnot. Yeah, oh, he I thought he was me so the fuck off. His uh, tone no, was you're just racist. Totally. Uh huh. His tone was totally different to the 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 actual tone of the film. So Gilgamesh, that is the kind of comedy I wanted to see throughout this film. Like. Just sprinkled in, cleverly done, really, really good. The cameraman was like watching Borat. Like, I know you needed him there for comic relief because your movie is so 
serious and dour, but that's too far at the other end of the spectrum for me. I as totally... I have to keep ending most of my sentences. That's quite. I know it's quite because you were absolutely entitled to that. Uh, I disagree because I I thought he was the great stand-in for humanity. You know, because none <clears throat> none of the main characters in this film are human. Uh, in this iteration true, 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 of true, true, the Eternals, true, true, true. I had to do a little bit of reading on the no, Eternals because I have not read a single comic featuring them, and apparently they are based on a few different versions of the Eternals throughout the comics. Uh, one of which began as human, still created by the Celestials, but were humans. But yeah, people have questioned yeah. this iteration as well whether it was the right way to go. Um, because am I right? Uh, uh, did I wildly misinterpret it? Are they robots? Yes, they are. Okay. The closest thing is they are like Soji and Daj from Picard. They are so human okay. as to be human looking, but are AI. They are artificially created, okay. but they are made of squishy muscles. Um, With you. Okay, yeah. so like that's right. So, and this version, they are immortal. Because again, there's been a couple of versions where they haven't been immortal. They've just been really long lived. But these are, I, they that's are it. immortal. Yeah, they can be Once destroyed. Once you're clicked on, that's it. Yeah, exactly. But if they were left to their own devices, they would, yeah, they would see yeah, the end of time. Just keep running until. Okay, so right things I like. Well, there's plenty. Oh yeah, I haven't even finished doing the plot yet. That's how long this thing yeah. is. Um, <laughs> so we get to more or less modern day, and um, so Cersei. Uh, who is played by Gemma Chan. So she's our lead in this film. Um, yes. They thought that there was, I think, initially, once it was announced that Angelina Jolie would be in it, they were just like, oh, well, she's going to be, that's it, well, she's the lead. It's Angelina Jolie. Why would you yeah. not? Like, So, no, that's not <clears throat> the case. She's not the lead. Um, and so Gemma Chan is with Kit Harrington in London, mm-hmm. and staying with them is Sprite, played by Leah McHugh. Who I loved. Who, Again, if you're going to do comedy and stuff, her element of comedy I really liked comedy yeah really? she was like really cheeky like tongue in cheek okay. like she was the rogue of the of the group oh okay right we we'll I don't mean she was map. the comic relief I mean no no I know no, I, she I delivered some stuff we'll put a pin okay we'll, we'll, we'll get to that anyway so they are the, the deviants return right they've been gone for hundreds of years at this point yeah. uh, they thought they had got them all anyway one attacks them in London so there's there's you know cool scenes for people who've been around London you're like oh I recognise these places this is pretty cool Um, and out of nowhere arrives Icarus played by Richard Madden who is effectively Superman and uh, director Chloe Zhao said listen I based him on Zack Snyder's uh, interpretation of the Man of Steel that is Mm -hmm. what we went for with this so I was like Grant because it shows yeah because it fucking shows yeah, Never mind uh-huh. his powers. Like, let's say, fair enough, powers from the comics, but I mean, this is... Honestly, like, I want the score from Man of Steel behind anything that he does, and I would have liked this film 100% more. Well, a bit where he lands in... Dun, dun, yeah. Dun, dun. Um, and, yeah, this, you know, kickstarting the mystery. They go to find Ajax, who is their leader. They find the dead body of Salma Hayek. That surprised me straight away. I was like, oh, oh, okay. Because again, Selma Hayek, I assume we're going to get lots and lots of Selma Hayek. Yep. And of course we do, but it's all in flashback. Yep. Um, and I suppose, yeah, to say anything more starts to go into spoiler territory. So I might just get into the film at this point. Yeah, um, yeah for sure. <clears throat> so, right. Basically, the Earth is an incubator for yes. a new celestial. Yeah. And Ajax, played by Selma Hayek, was always aware of this. And the job of the Eternals was to stop the Deviants 
killing humanity, basically, because the so- like a large population is what's needed to give the uh, the celestial enough energy to be born. Yes, and the undoing of the the blip um, brings back all of all of humanity back to Earth, and suddenly there is there is a, it's like there's a sudden influx of energy, which mm-hmm. is why this has been kind of rushed forward. The celestial Tiamat is now ready to be born, mm-hmm. and then so you have the moral. Uh, first of all, we were not aware of this of most of the Eternals. Mm-hmm. They're like, uh, uh, what do you mean? I thought we were protecting humanity yeah, here. Right. Have you been um, you've been killing entire planets so that your people can be born? Really? So then there is, I think, what is one of the most interesting questions posed by the film is because they say, you know, that, like the Celestials are like they are super, super good. I mean, these these are re really, these are necessary yeah. for the universe to go on living. So it's like, oh God, all right. So hang on. Because I think a celestial, uh, roughly, a celestial could give you hundreds of planets. So, what cost is too great? Well, I mean, agreed. Like, this, and this is one of my big problems. Uh, no, it's not a problem. It's where I think the film tries to do a bit too much. Because this is a, this is pretty much as big a threat as Thanos in terms of, from humanity's point of view. So, yeah, certainly from Earth's point of view, yeah. And you're yeah. ramming this into one movie after you've mm. just had Thanos who only threatened to wipe out half of Earth, you've now got somebody that's wiping out the entire planet and it lacks that punch for me. But and and also I actually agree with these guys more than I agree with Thanos. Because yeah, if you're creating billions of civilizations, we only care because this is Earth. <laughs> we only care because it's us. What about the other planets? Like what are you gonna like and and our you know, because it's it is revealed that you know Ajax was always aware, and therefore is Ajax party to like genocide? Yes, yeah, is the answer. Of course. Yes. You know, so yeah. at what point does yeah, who, uh, yeah? At what point do we start going like, oh, that's bold, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, so it is. I I think this is a film. So my biggest problem with the film is I think it should have been a miniseries. I think they should have given it to Disney Plus. And done a series yes, out of it. Hundred percent. I don't know how long it needs to be, but just it was just <clears throat> it was it's too rushed. That's the problem. Six parts. They're trying to do too much in one film. Yeah, six or seven part series. Um, the problem is it's it wouldn't have had this budget. Um, so I think the visuals and the stuff that they went, it wouldn't have had this budget. Wouldn't have had this cast. But I'm still just like, man, you're trying to do a huge, huge ensemble film. You you've made the same mistakes as DC. Like there is nowhere near enough time for this. These these oh one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve twelve no eleven eleven heroes mm. in two and a half hours that we're supposed to care about. It's it is baffling to me. I don't know. I would have loved to see these people pop up throughout other films and then unite. That's it. And I have to say, because of all of the reasons you've just said as well. So in the trailer, Kit Harrington asks Gemma Chan, you know, where were you guys for anything when it came to fighting Thanos and everything? And I don't buy the argument whatsoever. No. Well, we were supposed to stay out of the way. I was like, so hang on. So again, that logic. Mm-hmm. So I will, we, we will all come together and we'll stop a celestial grant. <clears throat> yeah. But... So presuming, like, I'm, I'm assuming some, if not, if they'd said we all got blipped, 
There you go. Boom. That explains well, that. that. You were gone. Yeah. Yeah. Does. Or there wasn't enough of them to mount an attack because yeah. this, it even makes sense for the the celestials to say, "Hey, Thanos, that's half of our power source that you're taking. Like, we need that fifty percent to fuel the fetus celestial in the planet. Stop yeah. fucking about. Like, why and would they did- let it happen?" Mm. <laughs> be, yes, I mean it, it is. It's a it's a problem that is not answered in the film. And I suppose, in fairness, and the challenge to everyone who's going to write, introduce a new character yeah. going forward in the MCU, you now have a what were you doing during the loop? You'll have some things like uh, right Hawkeye spoiler Grant in Hawkeye. It's explained where Yelena was. You know, yeah. Grant, okay, cool. So yeah, exactly. that's that's fine. That's that's Grant. That explains that. You know, things like that. Um, and that is, th- yeah, that's a challenge. So there is, um, I suppose we're in spoiler territory now. So Black Knight, who I know, no- I will fully say, I know nothing about Black Knight. Um, so that's Kit Harrington's character, Dane. Um, I think <clears throat> that's going to be a series. Oh, I thought it was going to be a And also a character called Moon Knight. Yeah, there's Moon Knight, but I think, I, I'm, I could be making this up, but I think Sony owns the rights to Moon Knight. Possibly, I can't remember. No, oh, no, Moon Knight's confirmed. Isn't Oscar Isaac playing Moon Knight? Oh, really? Oh, awesome. Yeah, okay, I take it back. Yeah, um, but yeah. So I thought, I th- well, man, I thought Black Knight was going to be a film as well. Maybe that's a series. It could, God it could knows. well be because obviously it's introduced in the films. Yeah. So and there's so be. much of that in this movie as well, like Blade at the last minute. Spoilers. Well, that's where I, that's where I was going with this. Yeah, it's like are um, you setting up? This is such a strange place to put this movie. Like it's it's not even in phase four. It's not in phase three. It's it's in limbo between the phases. A bit, and it it has to be addressed. I mean, they can't not because the celestial Arisham turns up in the sky to pass judgment yeah. over the surviving Eternals at the end. This sounds like I've taken a bunch of acid. It does like, because <laughs> this giant you know, helmet in orbit tries to help this giant hand that's punching out exactly. of the center of the Earth. Which is still there, uh, chilling out in the middle of to, the ocean. So, uh, to give a tiny bit of uh, context to the, the the bonkers nature of the characters, uh, they were created by Jack Kirby, uh, who was <clears> best known, I think, I might be totally wrong, but I think he was best known for creating the new gods for DC, uh, featuring Darkseid, mm. would have been probably the most well-known of the new gods, but also Orion, Metron, things like that. And over at DC, he then started writing this epic saga of you know gods and apocalypse versus mm-hmm. new genesis and it was an enormous thing and then it was cancelled and he was like bollocks Shit. and then he was brought back to marvel and he went well maybe i can maybe i can take this idea that i was never able to flesh out obviously i have to rename everyone and that not it wasn't a copy and paste but the eternals sprang out of that idea that it was going to be this huge enormous uh, century spanning story and that was cancelled so, poor Jack Kirby. Poor Jack Kirby. I think he's doing well, though. He's yeah. doing okay. Well, he's been dead no, for quite I mean, some time, so, he, yeah, he, I would... I, know he, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> While he was still with us, he did all right, yes. I think, he, I, th- yes. I think you're right, yes. <clears throat> um, the, they, it, it was left open-ended, but then a, a short run of Thor finished the threads, so at least they were able to do that. And then in 2006, Neil Gaiman did yeah, a seven-issue miniseries, exactly. And I believe this film is most heavily based off Neil Gaiman's mm-hmm. run on The Eternals. Um, apparently, The Eternals gave us the Inhumans, so it's their fault 
sorry. Well, this this um, smacks of Inhuman. I got confused how this was different from the Inhumans. Um, I think they're just an offshoot. <clears throat> I think that's that's what it is. So the Inhumans yeah. is unfortunately, and you know, we love you all, Inhumans, particularly you, Anson Mount. Sorry, mm-hmm. uh, was an epic failure for yeah. Marvel. Unfortunately, it just it just. Well, <clears throat> it's in the MCU as much as Shield is, isn't it? Agents of Shield. Did they? And correct me if I'm wrong. Did they even finish season one? I don't. Oh, I, no, I don't think they released all of season one. I don't think yeah, they did. I, think I know they, they did the it. pilot in IMAX. Like this yes. was going to be their next big thing. That's what killed it. Was they released uh, it in IMAX and everyone came out of it going, "Oh, that's true. That was not good. <laughs> Almost yeah. too much hype." So I'd say if that was quietly brushed to the side and everyone forgot yeah. about it, I don't think that would be an issue. Well, for example, because even recasting Gemma Chan, who plays Cersei in this, she played Minerva in Captain Marvel. So oh, obviously cool. this like yeah like whatever we'll just reuse actors it's grand you're going to have to at some point you're running out of them well that's true yeah um eventually they cast Robert Downey Jr as a new character <laughs> down the way um and uh, funnily enough actually uh, a second chance that he appears in this film is Ramin Djawadi who he did the score for Iron Man which is basically reviled which i think is not very fair i think it's fine i don't remember but, it but uh, I think th- that's a that is a big criticism against it. It's, like, <clears throat> it's fine. Yeah. It's industrial noise. Uh, I think it's grand, but it got it got slated really. And he comes back and does a big hero theme for this. I was actually listening to the soundtrack there before we came on. Uh, it took me a few listens. Now I'm walking around humming the theme all the time. Uh, but uh, it was kind of because it, it kind of has that weird kind of oh where are you going with this <laughs> feeling? And I now enjoy I love it. it. Yeah, I did enjoy the, the score, definitely. Uh, along with the score, the visuals. This movie is so pretty. Um, Chloe Zhao has an amazing eye. Like, it's doors, it's yeah. almost like she got lost in that. <laughs> We're just like, let's... I'm, mm. I don't need to do so much of the plot stuff. Well, it's almost like, we'll let someone else do that. Let me make it look pretty. And she bloody does. It's stunning. Like, this is... This is what I would love to see a Superman film look like as well. Like, it's it's sunsets and gold and grand and royal. And the the places it takes us throughout history are presented really, really well. Um, I Yeah, just visually, it's gorgeous. It's one of my favourite finales in a Marvel film because it goes to a lot of different... It's not just one versus one. It goes to a lot of different places um, and just it looks great. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. I think I think it looks fantastic. I love the the emergence. Looks really yeah. good, and you get I really got a sense of scale. Yeah, they absolutely know. Like yeah. just how big this thing punching its way out of. Uh, I mean, and by the time it gets to the ocean, it's done its damage. Like if we can see it, the Earth is broken. Um, but I really I got a scale of how big it was. How are they going to address that? Like surely that's going to have a knock-on effect on the planet. Only as much as they want it to. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're right. Um, I right in terms of right the individual characters. I want to talk about Thena first mm-hmm. because I'm sorry. Who named Mad Weary as a condition? I think it might come from the comics, possibly. But I do not like that name. No, neither that do I. Seems very silly. And when they kept saying it with all of the seriousness uh-huh. that they were saying it with, I was just like, is no one else finding this an absolutely hilarious name? Mad Weary. for. I'm quite tired. Yes. Oh, she's mad weary, so she is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, like, 
Oh, lads. Oh, come on. You had an Irishman in the cast. Yes. Barry Keoghan could just be like, Jesus, lads, she's mad weary. Why why has he been giggling throughout the entire film? What's going on here? (laughs) But yeah. Um, Who are we talking? Athena. Yeah. So I I loved it. I thought Angelina Jolie gave an excellent performance. Loved it. She does this great Mm. kind of like maternal mothery thing, especially when like they first, it's when, it's when Icarus first turns up and she's just like little head tilt. Hello. Yeah. Uh, she's got yeah. so much charisma. Surprise, surprise. It's Angelina Jolie. Um, yeah. I just, I would have loved to see her more, but maybe she steals the film too much if she's in it a lot. Well, more. I think I was reading, I was reading an interview that apparently, so even though everyone was like, Oh, Angelina Jolie's a star. She, she was like, I'll have cameo. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I don't think she, or, or I remember reading an interview where she said, once she got the script, she was like, oh, I'm in this an awful lot more than I thought. Ah, interesting. Um, and now, I mean, obviously, you know, spoiler, she survives. She will be in the sequel yeah. whenever there is one or whatever version it's going to turn up as. Um, and yeah, I think give us give us more of her. Can we kind of drop this mad weary thing? Because that just became, it honestly started to just bug me after a while. Mm-hmm. It was like, What's the point of this? And why is she the only one suffering from this? Yeah, it kind of felt a bit like, well, we can't have Angelina Jolie in all of it, so we'll make her mad weary. Mm. <laughs> Joe was mad weary as well. Hey, Josh, she wasn't dead at all. She was having sleep like. Uh, oh, a bit mad weary there now. Yeah. No, there's not much more to say about her. Um, really enjoyed it, but frustrating she's not in more of it. Um, um, did you like... Get- oh, go on. No, you know what you get? I was going to say, did you like the main relationship between Cersei and um, uh, Dane Whitman, who's Kit Harrington, and then how that morphed into Cersei and Icarus? I was going to say, main relationship between Cersei and Dane? What, both minutes? or? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, uh, that's the. We're supposed to believe that they're to, meant to be together, but yeah, Cersei and Icarus is the main relationship. Did you, did you like it? I'm not saying that I felt any chemistry, to be honest. None. No. Um, and I don't think it's any one person's fault i just think it was a bit like okay the problem the problem like the problem facing any of the actors in it is none of them are seven thousand years old correct so there was a problem of just how could we possibly care about cersei and dane who've been together less than a blink (laughs) yeah Uh when it comes to herself and icarus have been together for thousands and thousands of years how can that compete how can she be thinking twice about that like uh, it's baffling um, like I think we've we've seen it done in other forms of media where these ancient characters they just they don't care because why would they? Yeah, this is you know, such it a would point. take hundreds of years for you to even register. Yeah, you know. So and if they had gone that route with why they hadn't jumped in to stop Thanos and they hadn't it was like you know just like lads, do you have any idea how many universe-ending challenges we've seen? <laughs> yeah, over the last you know century. Uh, and for example, like and even that way, like. The deviants don't feel like a sufficient threat. No. Um, and also, I found as well, and again, this this could be from the comics, but I found their powers to be slightly, not confusing, just like, so you're going to eternally live with the power to create illusions. Oh, I couldn't tell you even who has what power. I can't even remember. Other than Gilgamesh is strong. Gilgamesh has the punchy stuff. Yeah. That's it. It's kind of like a Green Lantern ring where he can Kinda, only yeah. punch. <laughs> Kinda. Druig, for example, so that's Barry Keown. Um, his power I, is game breaking. Well, his power could have stopped anything. Yes. You know, kind of like, right, Grant, oh, this is an issue. Oh, it's not, not an issue. Not an issue anymore. No, that's all right. <laughs> if, 
and I like they didn't go to because if he goes he went down the apathetic route yeah. which works if he had gone down the evil route there's no winning Game you can't over. beat that no totally yeah, he will control your mind mm-hmm. um, Fastos I do like I actually I do like what they did with Fastos mm-hmm. particularly there's that scene uh, the revel- because Fastos is kind of the creator he's kind of a bit of the bit of the Prometheus character he brings humanity these creations yeah. you know he brings humanity <clears throat> these ideas and that idea leads to it breaks him mm-hmm. and there's a shot of him standing i think it's in nagasaki it, well it's either it's nagasaki them, yeah. or hiroshima and he's just broken okay. because this is what the humans have done with innovation and it's it's a heavy scene because there's some things there's some things that are universal in media which you don't need to preamble you do not need to oh, preamble yeah, yeah, the yeah. atomic blast no. in japan you know mm-hmm. you know um <clears throat> and it's like, really really well done if you think about it though somewhere in the background Hugh Jackman as Wolverine is also wandering around somewhere. Quite frankly, in continuity as well. Because uh-huh. at yeah. that moment, he absolutely is. Um, I love Brian Tyree Henry. He gives probably my my favourite serious performance in the entire film because yeah. I actually buy his motivation and what he's been bowed by. Like he's he is built to be an engineer and to be a builder and to yeah. create things that will help humanity and push it in the right direction and we fuck it and we we take it and put it into something horrible and now he's like my entire purpose is to help the human race and i don't really know that i i am and i don't know that i want to yep yes i i i, I totally agree and i get the i get the problem i get the wanting to settle down have yeah. a have a quiet life and i get there's a there is a bit of hostility when cersei and icarus and sprite turn up he's like oh, crap. oh come on leave me alone yeah. yeah, this can only mean um, one thing. And then I do, I one thing, again, it probably <clears throat> doesn't go far enough, but I do like when, you know, the, the revelation Ajax has died. I'm like, but we're immortal. Like that is enough to wake them up a oh, little yeah, bit to the sure. seriousness of the situation. Definitely. Like I do get that. Um, and I, I thought for the, uh, so there was kind of, I suppose there's kind of a slight side thing. So Fastos is the first openly gay character in... Uh, or superhero, sorry, in the MCU. That led to problems with the film's release. Um, there was two strikes against this film when it came to the Chinese market. One was this, and the other was Chloe Zhao had made comments. Uh, she said that her parents had told her of uh, difficulties in living in China mm-hmm. and, you know... Against like state that. censorship and everything. And so they went, well, all right then. This this actually happened back during... So she got the Oscar for Nomadland. Yes, yeah. And initially that was being billed as, hey, look, fantastic. You know, a, a Chinese citizen is... Uh, or a Chinese heritage citizen is doing really, really well at the Oscar. Oh, sorry, what? Suddenly all media coverage mm-hmm. of it was just killed. And and they literally said, it's like, don't bite the hand that birthed you kind of yeah. I'm paraphrasing no, obviously that's but, pretty much what um, that government does and so that was issue also, funnily enough Shang-Chi went through similar issues as well and again stereotypically for a second two films which ought to have done pretty well in the Chinese market first yes. of all Shang-Chi it's all about Middle Kingdom mm-hmm. his, uh, history and featuring an awful lot of uh, Chinese or Chinese well, it's a representative actors. cast yeah exactly yeah and uh, Star Simu Lu had like that made somewhat similar comments to mm. what Chloe Zhao had said, and they were just like, "Nope, nope, yeah." Um, and yeah, so so they suffered for that one. So in a way, this film was always going to have a little bit of controversy around it, 
openly gay superhero in the MCU. But <sighs> it just seems like if you look for a reason, you'll find one. Uh, it's so. It's, I actually conf- was surprised it was the f- he was the first. Actually, I thought we had another one, uh, but no, there isn't. There isn't. No, um, there was. Now, depending on how they depict her in Thor: Love and Thunder, um, her name Valkyrie, I believe, is bisexual in the comics. Right, but that hasn't been clear in um, Endgame or um, no, it has not. Friend not as work. currently depicted. No. Oh, I suppose Loki was confirmed as bisexual in the series. Uh, correct. No. Yes. 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 That's it. Yeah. Now we have um, actor Liam McHugh plays Sprite in the in the film. Now you were saying that Sprite brought a lot of comedy for you. Uh, I did not get that. I have to say, I okay. found Sprite to be quite frustrating. Um, the, the sort of the flip flopping of this unrequited love for Icarus, and I did get that they were going for the Eternal Child. You know how frustrating must that be. Um, you love I did get with that. a vampire. You should love this character. But Claudia was not as insufferable as Sprite was. <laughs> yes, she was. Oh, she Claudia was not. Was a not dick. Oh, she was a dick, but she wasn't insufferable. <laughs> no, uh, I, I enjoyed Sprite. Um, I think that was an interesting angle. Like, to be eternal, but as a child-ish. Mm. And how frustrating that is and never be able to love. And it was... Man, the amount of story arc, character arcs that we had to go through here that just didn't get enough time to breathe. And this is another one where you're dealing with an issue that could be an entire film and is um, mm. in collectively 15 minutes. Yeah, it's... I may And maybe and maybe that's it. Maybe there just wasn't enough for me to get any kind of emotional bond with Sprite, yeah, but I just thought... Totally. I didn't buy it mm-hmm. when she went with Icarus. No. I thought it was going to be a reveal, a trick, mm-hmm. you know, because Sprite's supposed to be this illusionist, oh, this trickster, I thought. For that. Yeah. yeah, and then, oh, no, no, she's totally there with Icarus. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that, yeah, that, that didn't really ring true for me. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would follow Richard Madden to the ends of the earth and back. But <laughs> well, that leads us nicely into, does his arc work for you? Because if that doesn't, that kind of breaks a lot of the film. So he is Supreme Defender, but turns out he was in on it all along. He kills Ajax. He is the one that's saying, nope, we have to kill Earth. This is a no-brainer until it isn't. I saw, all right, I, know, I want to get my words right on this one. I saw him as very representative of extremist ideology Mm -hmm. that when presented even with another option, they are so deep down the rabbit hole, they just can't accept it. Mm. So it's about 500 years, I think, before the events of the film, Ajax reveals to him. So relatively late in their lifespan, he spent six and a half thousand years at this point thinking we're protecting Earth and everything. 500 years, his entire thing is rocked to the core and he has a choice, which is either... Defy Ajax, warn the others, be like, da, 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 da. we're actually going to continue with our mission of our supposed mission of protecting humanity. Or it's basically flip, keep your loyalty, mm-hmm. but now it means something different. And we get then to 2020, whatever the actual year is, and Ajax turns around and says, Actually, I don't want to do this anymore. I, I want to stop this. And he's like, From his point of view, no, no, I've only just come to terms with this is what it is. Yeah. I cannot have this. You are weak, you know. Um, and so it's revealed that Icarus arranges Ajax. He effectively kills, but no, he arranges Ajax's death by going, yeah. oh, by the way, here's some deviants, best of luck. And you can see it's tearing him up. So absolute credit to Richard Madden. I think he does play this tortured character very, very yeah. well. I 
so apparently you know the uni so they do this uni mind at the end which so they combine their powers you have to choose to be a part of that and i didn't feel we had enough for icarus and sprite to choose to be a part of that in the last scene. no exactly it has to be resolved far quicker than it would be in reality yeah. and if it if it was down to a coin toss it could have easily gone the other way um i do yeah. like stealing from captain planet though to to resolve your movie so I, I I had a check of this. So the Unimind apparently is it is from the comics. It's it is something yeah. they do. But I mean it is that By you know it's when the five rings combined. combined. Yeah, I am Captain Planet. I mean, let's get Captain Planet in the MCU. Let's do it. At this stage, who isn't in the MCU? We're in the MCU. Yes. You know, it's great. You know, although let's be careful. Disney do own us. Um, Wish. Um, yeah, but yeah. So I mean, I I really like it. He is. Man of Steel. Yeah. Um, it flip-flopped a oh, bit Maybe he's me. more Zod. He's more Zod, definitely. It flip-flopped a bit yeah. for me. I'm not particularly fond of Richard Madden as an actor, full stop. Um, I think it's a bit one note, but... Man, yeah, I... I never believed he was convicted one way or the other of what he was doing. Like, it, he just I felt th- like a puppet for the entire film. Um, I think... I'm not, not, I'm not disagreeing with you, actually. I, I definitely get puppet there. Like, he... He makes a decision and it's the wrong call, yeah. and that's killing Ajax. Yeah. And I think that Ajax. tears him up as well. Ajax, sorry. Uh, and I think that tears him up mm. as well. He's like, "Well, I'll undo that." Oh one. no, yeah. Um, and so I, I get now. The only thing that bugged me was the. So he dies in the end. He kills himself by flying into the sun. Uh, well, yes, Icarus. We get it. Yeah. Um, I just didn't. Again, it just rocketed through the end of oh, his arc. The, the, and that's exactly the problem. Everyone is set up with fantastic conflicts which are resolved in seconds. Everybody, everybody comes yeah. to the finish line yeah. at the same time, wrapped up in a neat bow because that's what Marvel wants and that's what Marvel needs from its movies. Um, I, I, I honestly don't believe that's a Chloe Zhao problem. I think that is Marvel saying... Nope, this isn't going to be two, three movie arc. This is going to be one, and let's see what happens. This is mainly about introducing people, and we'll slap a plot onto it. I, I am, I am told by people who know the comics that a bit like any comic, really, death means nothing. Like they can, mm-hmm. they can bring the Eternals back whenever they want, and I would like them to do that. Now, it will make the ending of this film weaker, mm-hmm. but. It's already weak enough that I don't really care. Yeah, exactly. To be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, so overall, I really did. I do like the idea. I love the ideas introduced in mm-hmm. the film. Um, like you've said it already, Jesus, the, the visuals are stunning in this film. They beautiful. really are. Particularly Thena's weaponry. I oh, love that. so good. Angelina Jolie's magic appearing magic spears. So good. Yeah. So, so good. Um, but... Yeah, overall, I think this film is less than the sum of its parts. Uh, totally agree. Um, it's a really disappointing, overpowered X Men film. Um, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's no that that is that is feels, that's a good description. It feels like such an X Men film with as if they're like at the peak of their powers, fully respected, but does nothing with it. Um, it's just not. It would be. It is like right in the middle of my Marvel films. I've got everything I love ahead of it, and everything that's lesser before it it's right in the middle and i just there's so much i'll revisit before i see this again um i, I just think wanted so. it to be and, so and much again more. the length is off the length is really off for a, for a standalone yeah. film it's off-putting um it needs to be far more i don't know 
far more epic than it is for everything it's trying to pack in. But some people passionately love this film, and good, good yeah. for you guys. Um, and that's great. Like, yeah, yeah like I, I would not be in any way sorry to see a sequel. I do want to see more. Oh, I would love to, because um, hopefully they, they have less. They, there's an hour they can save telling us who these people are. Yeah, that's true. Um, so we get to the end. So basically, the end, the cliffhanger ending is, yeah, Arisham rocks up and all of the surviving Eternals are taken off, or who are left on Earth, I should say, are taken off Earth for judgment. Mm-hmm. Right? Because Arisham's kind of like, dudes! Yeah. The bit of a crime! Yeah. Yeah, they turn Tiamat into marble. They kill, they kill a Celestial. This is bad. Uh, and there was Kit Harrington absolutely desperately trying to say, I'm in the movie too, <laughs> by saying to um, Cersei, I went case. and fed... A bit like that, yeah. While you were off, I was off on a yet about my... And again, not knowing Black Knight, I was like, that is such a forced Tacked scene. Uh-huh. Yeah. It may as well have been post-credits. Um, it, it felt like that. Sort of, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, is it Thena, Druig, and Makari? Um, sorry, uh, shout out to Makari. So, Makari is the first deaf superhero in the MCU, and I like how much it wasn't a thing. Yeah, it was great. It was just part of her power. Yeah. Loved it. That, that was it. I, I, did, I had a question, actually, originally on seeing it. And it's a question. It, it, it can be assigned to any character ever. But what was the point? <laughs> but then someone, someone asked me, it's like, well, what was the point of making her able to hear? There's no point to any of it. It's just, it's a way of experiencing. Yeah, totally. Any, totally. Like, no, fair, fair. I take yeah. that. And it's played, played excellently. Um, she's a great speedster. Mm. Um, arguably doesn't have an awful lot to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah. What she does is enjoyable. But yeah, so herself, Druig, and Thena go off on the Domo, which is the big triangle. Mm-hmm. And then I knew this I had this had been spoiled for me long before I saw the film. Uh, Patton Oswald appears yeah. uh, <laughs> as a troll. Um, and then Harry Styles appears as uh, Eros, Thanos' brother, who is a Titan. And apparently Chloe Zhao had said, ever since Dunkirk, she was like, I want to work with him. Um, so I'm so, going to pick okay. five minutes at the end of the he'll be in the next one obviously yeah. but uh, yeah. I could not be less interested in seeing Harry Styles in the MCU he was great in Dunkirk for the seven minutes he had but I just I could, I'm more than happy to be proved wrong but uh, it seem, it feels like stunt casting yes and yeah I mean like likewise I'm right with you yep prove me wrong and bust yeah but I, I but that actually introduced uh just a quick thing now, it was a, it was a sub-note on Wikipedia. Um, Thanos is an Eternal Deviant. Oh, cool. Apparently that's in the comic. So apparently, so we have been introduced to the Eternals since the Avengers. I don't know how so, you can be okay. a Titan and whatever he is and look nothing... Uh, it's so confusing. Yeah, I don't... I don't know how this works. So I assume that's something they'll have to address. Like, you know, I'm Thanos' brother. No, you're not. Yeah, uh-huh. This is what Marvel's going to buff up against really really rapidly soon if they haven't already and it's you're gonna start introducing the fantastic four the x-men the eternals the guardians of the galaxy you have got so much playing in your playground the multiverse Mm. i trust marvel to be able to do it but this was my first peek at what if they can't Mm. so i do have some reservations about how many toys they're trying to play with yeah, the X-Men, you could have done an ensemble cast, excuse me, like this and got away with it because they were in the consciousness. You, you've you got 20 years of X-Men films to draw upon. Yeah. We have nothing to draw upon from, from this. And what, and what have we done for the whole thing is we've gone, we've spent it comparing Icarus to Superman. Yeah, pretty, yeah, exactly. 
So, I mean, in a way, that's not the fault of the film, in a way. It's the story. This um, all comes down to the story yeah, for me. And it is. And there's there's too much in it for it to be a... Look, for a standalone film, there's too much going on. Oh, too much. Uh, give us... Make it a trilogy, which, you know, and if this is film 26 in the MCU, yeah. like, you know, give us either drip feed it through or now that we have Disney Plus as an option, these these series, I would even love if Eternals 2 became a Disney Plus series. I would be yeah. uh, fine with that. I do not make the uh, decisions, but uh, Kevin Feige, I know you're listening. So <laughs> no. hopefully Disney, you will. Disney long since fired you after the Home Sweet Home Loan debacle that you, you thought would be a good idea. <laughs> I just wanted to make people smile. Um, I think, is there anything else no, that's it. you want to say about this? I don't want to talk about Eternals okay. anymore. I'm out. <laughs> All right. Well, then that is ground with me. Um, <laughs> Maharshala Ali has a vocal cameo. Oh, yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah his blade arrives in voice alone yeah. which, to support Black Knight. Yeah. yeah. Which was nice. It was yeah. fun. So I, I know I will now go put on the kettle and get my internet reading done as I learn who Black Knight is, what Blade <laughs> has to do with him. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, all How that does kind Matt of stuff. Murdock tie into all of this? It, it, which I'm sure he yes. will. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. What are we do next week, Sean? Be on the spot. Um, well, now I want to do bloody Scream. Screw it. Let's do Scream. Well, we don't do you want to do Scream. Well, no, 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 because I think we do Scream 5. We do the new one. No, 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 no. You need to watch Scream and Scream 2. And Scream 2 and Scream 5 for the pod. Oh, I will watch them, but how about we do an episode on 5? No, because you won't watch them. I I know you. No, remember, I've known you for two years now. We're recording. I can probably get them watched between now and. Because we've recorded this. They're an hour and a half each. Yeah, we've recorded this early as well. I've got two weeks before we need to record again. I can do that. That's true. If you get one a week, Mm -hmm. even if you hate them, but just you need to see them. Oh, I don't think I'll hate them. But we'll see. Cool. Okay. Get ready for Scream 5 next week, guys. you got time to watch Excellent. it. Excellent. Stunning. You all. all right. You're awesome. Love you all. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, everyone, for listening to our latest episode of the podcast. If you want to stay in touch and stay up to date with us, you can catch us over on Twitter at EnglishIrishGTM. Ian, if people want to reach out to you and find out who slash where slash what you are, where do they find you? If you want to touch me, it's at Witsin. That's W-H-I-T-T-S-I-N-N-E-D. I was fortunate enough to touch this man during the year. Gross. Speaking of plugs, uh, you can catch me at Sean Ferrick on Twitter as well. Uh, you're all awesome. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.